Good morning, everyone. This morning we are in Exodus chapter 22. Now we have this huge amount of people now forming through God the rules and laws that they were going to live under. Otherwise, they'd really just be a mess because they wouldn't know how to, to govern themselves. Now what's really interesting thinking about Israel at this stage of the game out in the desert is that this is a theocracy. Essentially, they are under a government where God is in charge. They have a priestly ruler through Moses, and now God is giving them the rules that they are going to live under. Uh, what a great theocracy if you know that your God is real, that you can that you can trust him and that you can honor what he's teaching, and you can all be united in following God. What a great thing, because now they're going to be able to have a country that is united and based on what God desires. And sadly, no matter what form of government it seems like man has, they seem to mess it up. That's just our nature, our sin nature from Adam. And even though they had what really would be a wonderful government in the sense that they're getting the laws directly from God and they have a priestly ruler in Moses they still rebel against God. They turn away from God. They worship false idols. They still don't follow, end up following God well as we go throughout history. But, you know, today, instead of, although our laws in, say, America are have a lot of similarities to some of the laws that we find in the Bible. In fact, I think that's where, you know, founders learned how to be just is to take a look at the Bible. Now we have those laws made by our founders and made by government, say in America since then, and that's now what we, we follow. So now we're just looking back historically here uh, on the laws that God have established and they're, they're, they're meaningful, but now we live under a set of laws made up by our government. But looking at these laws here, uh, you know, God really is a just God. If you if you take a look at what he set up here in Exodus 22, you can tear, tell he cares about the stranger. He cares about the poor. He cares about fairness. He doesn't like stealing. And one of the things that I, you know, noticed in reading through this this time is how often he has restitution built in so that if you were to do something inappropriate or you were to steal or you, your animal, you let a fire let loose or your animal get let loose and they eat the crops or fields of another man's property, that you would have to pay full restitution and many times even double restitution. So what I think we can see is that God really does care about justice and fairness and in setting up his laws and uh, praise God for that. What, what's interesting, I found... If we look ahead, I'm not going to read the whole chapter today. I think it's pretty straightforward, and you can kind of read it and just see the justice of God in it. But I want to share some differences between what they had and what we had. And if you go ahead to verse 18 of chapter 22, it says, You shall not allow a sorceress to live. Isn't that interesting? So here again, we have a theocracy we all are agreeing that we are going to follow Yahweh and the laws that he has established. He is our God and there is no other. Um, and in this instance, then, 
if someone's practicing some kind of devotion, false god sorcery, they're not even allowed to live. Uh, then it's interesting, the next verse says, whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. And then in verse 20, it says, he who sacrifices to any god other than to the Lord alone shall be utterly destroyed. So we have the soul worship of God alone in this theocracy. God didn't want anyone to get messed up and mixed up following false things. He wanted them all to follow him because he desires to be their God, for them to be his people, his treasured possession. He, he By following God in his ways, as we'll see in Deuteronomy, there's blessing it, that it may go with it, well with you. I want you to follow my ways that it may go well with you. And God's desiring that it would go well with the people as they follow him solely as their God and not allow any false worship into the community. God was very serious about any false worship. And I guess what I want to say is that, you know, it's it's really kind of complex or confusing. You know, you look at some countries, maybe in like the Muslim world, where their country is more of a dictatorship, maybe not a theocracy because they have a government in place, but where they make it, you you can only worship, you know, their God. And you can't, you know, sometimes Christianity might be banned or or something like that. And it's kind of interesting because God had that too, but only he was right. He had only the sole worship of him. So, you know, that wouldn't work, right? I mean, if, if somebody came in and took control and said we had to worship some false God, we wouldn't want that. So in many ways, we celebrate America uh, because in America, we have the freedom of religion. Now, What's really sad is that in America, it started off as a Christian nation. And, you know, if you look at the Mayflower Compact, um, they were trying to follow a Christian God. And and our nation was largely Christian. There was a big revival that took place in the 1740s in America. And Christianity was really on the rise. But by the time of our founding in 1776, even though uh, the majority of people were Christian, they decided to set up a government where the government wouldn't force people to follow a certain religion because that's they saw the dangers of that. They saw the dangers when they left England and how he was forcing them to follow more of an Anglican-type faith, and they felt that they weren't honoring the Word of God and following that type of faith, and they didn't want the king in charge of who they worshipped, which we can respect that. We don't want people telling us how to worship God, right? So... Like it started off really good because it gave us the freedom to worship God. But unfortunately now in our country without a theocracy and without God being the sole God and his laws being enforced, now today we have a extreme freedom to worship whatever we want, any God we want, any how we want. Uh, atheism is on the rise. People of faith are on the decrease. And because we don't have faith in the Bible or in Jesus and what he has said, we have we don't have a moral rudder. Our government now has laws, but they're they're not based any longer on a moral system from God, and our country's losing itself to liberalism and atheism. And it it really what's kind of began so good and something we celebrated that we have the freedom. And I'm glad today, you know, even today that I have the freedom to worship God, right? The government's not telling me. 
but it's not necessarily working out so well for the country as a whole because now what's true what what's moral what's correct i mean that's a a big debate in our country and a lot of people uh, have their own opinions about what's correct and you know now we have you know homosexuality on the rise and transgenderism on the rise and you know we don't even know what a woman is we we have people in uh you know, at the Supreme Court where you try to get them to define a woman and they can't even define it anymore. And that's all because of the fact that we've lost our moral rudder. Now, what's interesting, as I said, man kind of just messes things up because even this theocracy, based on God and God doing the miraculous to set his people free from Egypt, they, under a theocracy, didn't do very well. Israel didn't do very well in following God. Even when they had a sole focus of worshiping God alone, they still worshiped false things. So, you know, that didn't really work either because people are in the way. And yet what I see happening in America with our morality isn't working well either. But I am thankful. I am thankful that we can worship God. And we're going to be, you know, judged by God based on... um if we follow him and his word and honor him as the only God, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. He is God and God alone. And even though the world may be going awry around us, we need to be the body of Christ. And we need to be a group of people that is in love with our Lord and Savior Jesus and the words that he taught us. And even though our government may not be basing their truth based on the word of God, we, as a church, need to stick with Jesus and his word. There is, There are so many twisting uh, and itching ears and people twisting the word of God today and not following it. And if our country continues to go that way, if people around us continue to go away from honoring God's word, we cannot go with them. We need to stick with God and his holy word and I'm telling you, there's blessing in that, in this life, in the life to come. And uh, may we follow God uh, rightly. Interesting, a couple other things that I wanted to mention, besides all of the justice and restitution and God-honoring principles of justice in this chapter. In verse 28, it says, You shall not curse God, nor curse a ruler of your people. That's kind of interesting, right? And um, now, that would be, in that case, I guess Moses and Aaron would be the leaders, and they're not supposed to curse him. Uh, I wonder I wonder if that's a little bit different today. Now, I, I'm not saying we should curse our rulers, but when this was written, it was under a theocracy with Moses in charge. Obviously, you know, they shouldn't have been cursing Moses and their godly leaders, right? But today, we we have a lot of people in government who are completely not of God. Uh, I still think we should be careful on how we speak about leaders, but we do need to point out what's wrong. But I, I, cursing, it, it, it appears very much would not be right. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, in Acts 23.5 had this issue where he spoke uh, irreverently to a leader, and then he kind of had to, to make a mistake because he didn't know who he was talking to. And that likely was referring back to this passage here and the error that Paul made. So that's kind of interesting. Then in verse 29, it talks about the firstborn, that we should give our firstborn son to the Lord. And God 
wanted us to honor him with our firstborn because he saved all of the firstborn of the Israelites when he took the firstborn from the Egyptians at that Passover. But uh, some changes have been made to that. So God allowed the firstborn to be redeemed. So we would dedicate our firstborn child, our firstborn cattle to the Lord. But then we could redeem it sometimes either through silver or through a sacrifice that would be made. We'd say, God, I offer this child to you or I offer this cattle to you, but I'm going to honor you through this money or this offering to redeem it and have it back. And then eventually, God, instead of taking the firstborn and having them be something that we would offer to the Lord, it ended up being that the Levites were in replace of our firstborn, and they ended up serving God as priests. And we'll see that over and over as we go through the scriptures. So it's not like your firstborn child was not yours. You would just redeem that child and make an offering. And and it would be a way to remember how God protected your firstborn. Um, so there we have it. That's what we're going to do today in Exodus 22. I hope that the teaching encouraged and blessed you. Let's make sure, listen, that we stay true to God and his word and that we follow him, even though the government around us, that's been the challenge throughout history. There's been people going awry from God all throughout history, but may we, the church, remain true to him and stick to his word all the way to the end. God bless you all.